0: Log Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and welcome to another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your host. Arthenius Colvin, and I am so excited to be here for another episode with One Touch Transformation. So, again, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening now to Episode 1695, and we hope that you have an open heart and an open mind to receive what God has prepared for each of us. So thank you for tuning in. We'd like to shout out all of our online listeners as well as those who have called in. Do remember, at any time you would like to leave a comment Or, you know, come on if something sparks you, if something that motivates you to comment about, you can press the number one if you're listening already, and we'll bring you on the line. If you're listening online and would like to call in, that number is 319-527-6091. Again, that number is 319-527-6091, and just press the number one, and we'll bring you right on the line. So happy Tuesday! Hope your week is off to a great start. Hope you had a wonderful day. Um, cannot believe that tomorrow is the last day of August. This year is has flown by again. <laughs> I mean, it seems like we were just welcoming in 2022, and so here we go with four months left in the year. It's hard to believe. So, you know, if there's some things that you haven't been able to accomplish hey, you still have time. And even if you don't get it accomplished this year, it is okay. Because remember, it's all about time, and you want to make sure we're not rushing anything that we know that God has for us. So if there's still some things that you want to add to your vision, hey, feel free to do so. But, yeah, it's only four months left in this year. But I know how some people have some deadlines that they would like to meet, some things they would like to cross off their list before the end of the year. And, you know, if that's you, just know that, hey, you still have time. And again, if you don't accomplish it this year, hey, you still have another year to go through. But again, thanks for tuning in, and I don't want to prolong it with my words, but we just want to jump right into what God has prepared for us. So if this is your first time tuning in, my name is Arsenius, and I'm the founder and director of One Touch Transformation. Which is a non-profit organization geared towards sexual assault awareness and prevention our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims and survivors so the organization now has been established for roughly eight years and we've been able to go into the community in the florence area in south carolina and what we call the pd area uh, we've been able to do so many things within the community and for different, um, faith-based organizations. So we've partnered up with churches. So we, we've done everything or just about everything that we state in our mission, you know, going out into the community. And one of the biggest goals for the organization was to go into the churches and talk about this taboo topic because we already know that no one likes to talk about sexual abuse, but We know that it's a conversation that needs to be held, especially in our churches, because, you know, even as believers, it is still tough for many people. But in order to help our sisters and brothers, and especially our children, we have to have the conversation. We have to bring it to light, because it's a very dark topic, and we do not want it to continue to thrive, especially in our congregations. So it is you, it is your duty, it's my duty all of our duty to help out our sisters and brothers and to bring these things to the light, to let them know, hey, look, it's a crime, it's wrong. And we've got to start holding these people accountable for these decisions that they have made. And we know that the enemy wants us to keep quiet about these things, but we cannot. We have an obligation. We we have to do our part. And so that was the whole purpose of, of starting, well, not even starting, but Taking the organization into the community and into these faith-based places such as churches. Um, the organization started simply off of my story of of going through my traumatic experiences as a child, and I was one who kept silent for about twenty years, and it wasn't until 2013 when I finally spoke up about it to my family. So yeah, and and I was you know strong in the church. My family was strong in the church, but even then. I was not able to speak up about it. And so I know if it was traumatic for me and and hard for me to speak up about it and I'm in church, I know that there are so many others who still suffer with the same thing, suffering from the past of pain, suffering from the past of childhood abuse and trauma, and it's very difficult to speak up about. It. It's difficult to say, you know, me too, or it happened to me. So I, I understand why both men and women you know do not speak up immediately because it's not something that's so easy to say hey it happened to me and there are so many effects that comes along with being a victim of sexual abuse there i mean so many long term effects so not even just what happens after the fact but when when you are silent and when you do not receive help after the experience then those long-term effects, they they come into play into your adulthood. So there is so much information that that comes along with victims and survivors of sexual abuse. And I know we don't have all night to talk about it. I mean, this will take some time to really, you know, dive into it and to give out the information. Even though I have a lot of information available, but I don't have the time to really give you everything. But I do have some resources that I would like to give out um, rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org. That is a great website, and it's also one of the largest organizations that help with sexual abuse victims. And you can find all kind of information to help you with that. Very resourceful. Um, much, much help for yourself when you're trying to learn about it, or when you're trying to help others. And it's also a great um, resource for victims. And so, Rain is an acronym for Rape Abuse incest national network and so i'll give out this information again at the end because i don't want to you know again to long this um this episode with a lot of my words but it is helpful information that you can share that you can pass along because although we may not or i'm not so we but we although everyone does not or have not gone through sexual abuse we've all been through some things that says you know, had an effect on us long term. And I'm sure you might know someone or I guarantee someone in your family or someone in your close circle has either experienced or know someone who has experienced sexual abuse. And sometimes it's just a matter of sharing the information so that they know that resources are available or knowing that help is available. Because sometimes it may feel like, um, you know, information is limited, but there is information available for you know, friends, family, loved ones who you want to help out. So, again, I'll get that information out at the end. All righty. So let's get ready to dive into our topic. All right. So I'm going to focus on two words tonight, and those two words are recover and restore. So recover and restore. So most of the time when we hear the word recover, um, you may think of taking something back, um, getting something back that was lost or that was either taken from you, so you try to recover it or gain it back. Um, A lot of times we hear the recover word or see it in the – other word recovery because we have recovery programs for those who are addicts, those who may have been addicted to different things such as drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be. And so they have these recovery programs. And so the goal of individuals who attend these recovery programs or who participate in these recovery programs is for them to somewhat get back to who they were before they became the addicts. And so when we're talking about The actual definition of what it means to recover, there's a couple of definitions. So the first definition is to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength, which is the main one that I'll focus on. But it's to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. And the other definition, find or regain possession of something stolen or lost. So we're talking about recover. So the scripture that I would like to base everything off of tonight is found in First Peter chapter five and verse ten. Yeah, so First Peter chapter five and verse ten, and it says, "But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen." settle you. I'm going to read it one more time. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. All right, so we're talking about recover. So a lot of times whenever we go through different experiences or, um, it, it makes us feel like we lose who we are. A lot of things are stripped away from us. Maybe it's our peace. Maybe it's our joy. Maybe it's our, our mental health, our our emotional state, the, the ability to, to just take care of ourselves, the whole self-care thing. And so a lot of times when we go through these different things, whether whether we neglect ourselves or whether we allow people to come into our life and allow these things to be stripped from us, It's like we need to go into recovery mode. We need to figure out, okay, how can I regain my strength? How can I regain my peace? How can I get my joy? Now, remember, when God gives us joy, he's not the one that's taking it from us. But sometimes we allow people, we allow things, we allow situations to take away our joy, to take away our peace, to take away our strength. And so let me tell you, there is nothing, and there is no one who is important enough to take away any of those things from you. So we cannot allow anyone or anything to strip those things from us. But if by chance it does happen, we have to go into recovery mode. Because First Peter tells us, you know, after we've suffered for a while, after we've gone through these things, it's only Jesus who will make us perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle us. And let me tell you, when he we're not she's not when look at the word perfect, not meaning that everything is always gonna be right, but our life will be complete. Doesn't mean I'm gonna have all the money in the world. Doesn't mean that I'm gonna have, you know, every single thing that I want, but I'm gonna have everything that I need and my life will be complete because I have Christ Jesus. He will give us the peace that we need in a time of trouble, in a time of chaos. It says if we keep our mind on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. And another scripture tells us that he will give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. So even when you don't understand it, even when your friends don't understand, your coworkers don't understand, how in the world are you able to still have peace in a time of trouble? It might be a bunch of hell going on on your job, but... Because you have the peace of God, and because you have Christ within you, you are still able to have peace. You're still able to have the strength that you need to make it from day to day. Because let me tell you, it only takes the strength of God to make it each day. We all go through different things. We all go through, you know, hard times. Things on the job don't always go the way that we want them to. Yes, we complain about it when we're clocking out, we're tired. Sometimes you might be upset, but at the end of the day, should still have peace. If not, it's time to go into recovery mode. So we're talking about recover, talking about recover. What does it take to recover? And we're going to talk more about that as well. It's it's going to take some things to recover. It's going to take some things to recover. And, And when I say it's going to take some things, it's going to take you and I doing something We've got to do something, and and I'm excited about sharing what it takes to go into recovery mode, what it takes to to be able to recover. And so uh, before I even go any further, let's go ahead and move to our next word, restore, the word restore. So when we're talking about restoring something, sometimes people may restore furniture. They may, um, may restore things that may not have been lost. So maybe that item or something or whatever you have in possession is still in your possession. So it's not necessarily lost, but it's been worn out, it's been torn, it's got some scratches, it's got some bumps and some bruises, and so sometimes it takes us having to restore it. And so the definition of restore means to bring back or to, to reinstate, to return to a former condition, place, or position. Repair or renovate so as it returns to its original condition. So it is still in your possession, but it, it needs a little cleaning up. It needs to be restored. And, and sometimes even as we, as we recognize that we need to go through this recovery mode, we, we also know that we need to be restored. And so in order for us to become as new again, we know we have to go through a a time of restoration. Let's go through some restoration. And so one thing that I learned while I was studying this, when God restores, he restores in abundance. When God restores, he restores in abundance. So think about that. He restores in abundance. So not only does he make it you know, as new again, but it is plentiful. It is even better. And a lot of times when you think about it, when someone restores furniture, sometimes it looks even better than it did the first time. Than its original, you know, condition. And so we're talking about restore. It's kind of it's renewed. It it, it's renovated. And it just looks it looks new. It looks better. And so, again, when God, when he does the restoring, when he um, does the restoration, when restoration comes from God, it's an abundance. And that's what I get excited about. It's like even though I've been broken down, even though um, I've lost some things, even though I may have neglected some things, I've allowed some people and some things to take, you know, what's precious to me away all I have to do is, you know, recover it. And as I recover it, then God does the restoration. And so um, there's a scripture where God talks about how he will restore your health and how he will um, – let, let me find it right quick. I'm sorry, right quick because I want to give it to you, right? Um, but it talks about how he will restore your health. It's Jeremiah 30 and 17. Jeremiah 30 and 17, it says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, the first part of it. So he's letting us know he's the only one that can perform the restoration. We may try to go through different programs. We may try to go through people. We may try to listen at different um, motivational speeches and, and play all these different things, but it takes God to restore us. Restoration comes from God. So after we have recognized what the things in our life that we need to recover, the the peace of God, his strength, his joy, when we recognize what needs to be recovered, we also turn to God and ask him to restore us. Because only God, again, can do the restoration. Restoration is available. Restoration is, is for you and I. And like I said, it can only come from God. Even David knew that when he said, restore the joy of my salvation. The times or the moments that we lose our peace or lose our joy, and lose our strength, we can turn to God and say, restore the joy of my salvation. All right, so still talking about recover and restore, recover and restore the first person that comes to mind when we're talking about losing and gaining is dear old brother Job. Now, there'll never be another Job. There never was a, another Job after it, and there never will be a Job today. But if we really think about who Job was, um lets us know that Job was blameless. Uh, if we go to Job chapter 1. And we'll start at the first verse. And it reads, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. So he was perfect and upright. Not only was he perfect and upright, but Job was a very wealthy man. But think about it. How many wealthy people do you know are perfect and upright? I mean, a a man who fears God has great integrity. Because most of the time, when you meet people who are wealthy and who have a lot of money, or who are just filthy rich, sometimes they may not be the most polite people. Not granted, you have <laughs> you have unpolite people in every status of life, but when we're talking about someone who has everything, a man of this stature, he was perfect and upright. And so Satan's having this conversation with that, oh, he's only like that because you blessed him, you gave him all this money, you gave him all this land, he has this great family, that's the only reason why he's serving you. And so God gives Satan permission to, in a sense, you know, throw his life in a shambles. And so if we go on to the second chapter. We're gonna scroll right on over. I'm sorry, let's go to Yeah, second chapter. He receives four different messages of things being stripped away from him. Four different messages. And it's like by the time the messenger could finish telling him or reporting to him what was going on, something else was happening. So he really didn't even have time to even, you know, take in what was going on. Let's see. Okay. So Job is actually chapter 1, and it starts at the 12th verse. Yeah, so Job chapter 12, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 12. And it says, There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. That's messenger 1. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee, messenger 2. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee, messenger 3. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young man, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Four different messengers, four different traumatic events that happened and if that wasn't even enough he then struck him with sickness gave him balls on his skin and it said from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head so not only have you taken all of my possessions you've taken my my animals my my wealth my children but now I'm afflicted with boils on my skin. So now you've taken my health. Talking about his mental state right now. And if you read the book of Job you will you will understand or at least not understand, but you'll you'll hear the pain through what he said and how he expressed how he was feeling. And then on top of that, he got his friends who tried to figure out, okay, what did you do to allow God to take this from you? What were your sins? What did you do wrong to make God upset? To make him this upset? To destroy your your family, your wealth, your animals, your land, all of this because they were just so sure that Job had done something that caused God to. To strip him, and not only God, but God allows Satan to strip him. So they're sitting here trying to say, okay, trying to calculate, and of course it made him upset. Like I said, read the Book of Job, and and you'll hear how he felt. You'll feel the the lamentations of all of his experiences from the things that he went through, and from the things what his friends said. But one thing I've always wondered every time. I read about the story or heard about the story of Job. One thing I've always wondered, and I wonder if you'd wondered the same thing, but God allows Satan to take everyone, you know, as far as his family, except his wife. (laughs) It's a little comical, so it's like, why did he allow his wife to stick around? I don't know if he allowed her to stick around and poke fun at him. not saying that that's what wives do, but... I've always wondered why the wife was kept alive, took away the children, took away the animals, destroyed the land, but he let the wife stick around. Just interesting, just wanting to put that out there. (laughs) But we're talking about still recovering and restoration, recover and restore. All right, so Job has now lost. Seems like pretty much everything, including his health. But we know the story. He never cursed God. No matter what happened, he still feared God. No matter what. And so we're going to fast forward to the forty-second chapter of Job, and it talks about. Yeah, forty-second chapter. And the 12th verse, and it says, So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. He called the name of the first Jemima and the name of the second Kaziah, and the name of the 3rd Karen Karan-Hapuk. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. So remember I said that when, when God restores, he restores in abundance. So now we see that Job... After being stripped of almost every single thing, God turned back around and restored even more. So he may have lost in the beginning, and not even lost, but God allows Satan to strip these things. So even though he had to go through, you know, all of those traumatic events, and including his health being stripped away, that Job still lived 140 years. He was able to see his sons. He was able to see his sons, sons, his grandchildren, four generations, and died being old and full of days. Full of days. Pretty sure whenever he was breaking out in those boils, probably didn't think he was going to have a full life after that. I mean, imagine having boils on your skin and popping, Plus, this running out of it is smelling, nants and flies flying all around it because it's busting open. But nevertheless, in the latter, he was able to have a life full of days. So recover and restoration. So Job, a great example that we can look at, and like I said, there will never be another Job. <laughs> never was and it never will be. A man of wealth, a man of integrity, a man perfect and upright, who still feared God that's the the key to what or yeah, that's the key to what made Job who he was. He feared God, he feared God, and so now, I want to take you to my next point, as far as what we have to do. Well, what's important when it comes to recovery and restoration. So there are some steps that we have to take. There are some things that we have to do in order to go through recovery and restoration. And who better than Brother David that lets us know about recovery and restoration? So David a man after God's heart, a man who also feared God. Now, we know David was a great man, but if we think about it, if we're comparing the two, uh, David and Job, completely opposite. Now, don't get me wrong. David was a great man, but also he made plenty of mistakes, just like we do today. We we. We are believers, reborn Christians, but we still make mistakes. But the thing we need to keep in mind or the question we need to ask are, fear God, and, and are we really after the heart of God or have a heart for God? So if we go to Psalm chapter 51, still focusing on recovery and restoration. So David knew he was imperfect. And David, no matter how far his heart left God, or how far he made mistakes, he would—he always knew to return back to Him. So he kept a repentance heart. That's key. When it comes to recovery and restoration, we have to have a repentant heart. We have to recognize our wrongdoings. We have to know, like I messed up, I made mistakes. But I still have to return to God every time. If I want to recover and if I want restoration, I know I have to return to God. I have to have a repentant heart. So Psalms 51, it's a a chapter that we can make a part of our, our our daily life, a daily routine. Whether you say it at the end of the day, before you've fallen asleep, whenever, it should become a part of our daily routine. Not saying that you've got to say the scripture verbatim, but this prayer, this cry out to God, it should be a part of our daily routine, our, our daily prayers. Psalm 51, it says, have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. So David recognized his transgressions, and he recognized that, that he has sinned before God, and so he is begging God please have mercy on me. Please don't cut me off. Please don't let this be my end, but have mercy. Have mercy upon me. And he said, wash me, because we know only God can wash us. Only God can cleanse us from our sins. Then and cleanse me from my sins. He says, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned. So I acknowledge my wrongdoings. I acknowledge what I said the other day was, was not right. I acknowledge what I did was not right. And I said, so we can't get so far where we don't recognize when we are wrong. We're not going to be right every time. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to get it right every single time. And God knows that. And so David a man after God's heart, he recognized it every time he messed up. He said, again, see, the only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So we were all born in sin. I don't care how perfect you think you are. We were all born in sin, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so even David, he recognized that, he's like, "Look, I know that I was not born this perfect person. I was born in sin. We were all born in sin. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. So remember when God restores, he restores in abundance. So when he washes us, he washes us so that we will come out even cleaner. He says, whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. So even though I have been broken, even though I have done some terrible things, even though I've I've messed up, I've made mistake after mistake, I can still rejoice because you still allow me to have joy and gladness. That's what the Spirit of God does. It gives you that joy that you need, the gladness. And I'm not saying that you're rejoicing in, in your wrongdoings, but you're rejoicing because God still gives you that joy. He shows his mercy. He shows his love and kindness, and that's where the joy comes in. He says, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Lord, I am so embarrassed by some of the things that I've done, so please don't judge me. <laughs> Look, and he won't. People may judge you for your mistakes. People may judge you for your wrongdoings, but God doesn't judge you. Instead of casting judgment, he has mercy. He He shows his love. He's kind. He gives you joy. So he said, please hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Take it away. Blot it out. Erase it. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Please give me a new heart, a clean heart. Clean me up and give me the right spirit. Lord, I'm asking you to remove any unclean spirit and replace it with a right spirit. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Lord, please don't cast me away. I know I've messed up. I know that I've done wrong, but please don't give up on me. Don't cast me away. People may give up on you. People may, may cast you away or say they don't want anything else to do with you. But I'm so glad that God doesn't do that to us. God doesn't cast us away. God doesn't just forget about us. And if they cast me not away from my presence, then take not the Holy Spirit from me. Lord, I need your spirit. I need your spirit because it's what directs me. It's what leads me in the direction that I need to go. So please, whatever you do, don't take your spirit from me. I cannot make it without your spirit. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Restore. We're talking about restoration. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways. So after you've cleaned me up, then I'm able to help others get clean too. I'm able to show them, look, look what God has done for me. God has cleansed me from my sins. And guess what? He can do the same for you. Not saying that I'm better than anyone else. Not saying that I just forget about what I've done but look no i'm i'm showing you and i'm telling you what god has done for me and he can do the same thing for you if god can clean me up he can clean up the next person he can clean up that attic he can clean up whatever it is and sinners shall be converted unto thee Deliver me from blood guiltliness, O oh God, thy God of my salvation, and my tongue shall single out of thy righteousness. I will tell of your goodness. I will tell of how you deliver. I will tell of how you set free. O oh Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thy desire is not sacrifice, else that I, else I would give it. Thou delight is not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart, oh, God, thou will not despise. So even to those who feel broken, if you're still broken because of sin or because of what you've been through, because of what others have done for you, God desires you and he desires your heart. So it's not so much if you've got it all together. It's not so much if you're thinking you have to be perfect. No, that's not what God is after. He's not after the perfect person. He's not after the one who has it all together. But he says a broken and a contrite heart. And he said that's who he would not despise. I'm not going to turn you away because you feel broken. I'm not going to turn you away because you're imperfect. I'm not going to turn you away because you're an addict. I'm not going to turn you away because you've done wrong. But you are the one that I desire. You're the one that I'm after. I'm after you. You who who, 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 who are feeling broken, who's feeling like, You're too caught up in sin, too caught up in your wrongdoing. You is who I am after. I don't want the one who has it all together. I don't want the one who feels like they are perfect. No, I want you who know that you've done wrong. Know that you're unclean. Know that you're imperfect. Know that you don't have it all together. You who is impure. That's who I want. That's who I desire. That's what I want. And so in order to recover and to be restored, to experience restoration, we have to acknowledge our wrongdoing. We have to acknowledge our sin. We have to know that God is the only one who can cleanse us and who can restore us. So if we go to 1 Peter, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not 1 Peter. We go to Acts, go to the book of Acts, and this is going to tell us how we can be restored, how we can experience restoration. So if we go to... The book of Acts, where Peter tells us to repent. Let me pull that up. thought I had it ready. But Peter, this was even after. Let me back it up just a little bit. Because if you remember, Peter, he denied God or denied Jesus three times. Denied him three times. But you know what? God didn't even hold that against him. So sometimes we we hold things against ourselves or allow people to hold things against us, and it, it causes us to kind of stray away, or it causes us to kind of like give up on ourselves and and just think that God has no more use for us. And so, just using Peter for example, even though he didn't he denied. Jesus three times, God still used him. He still used him, and this was even after, you know, after Jesus was crucified, and um, during the day of Pentecost, Peter became, you know, one of one of God's ministers and went around just preaching how you can be restored and how you can receive Christ Jesus. And so if we go to, yes, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, and he tells us to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So there's Acts 2 and 38. These are Peter words. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this is what allows us to be restored when we repent. When we do like um, starting off with Job, having a heart after God, fearing God, and doing like David, returning to God every time we mess up, having a, a, a repentant heart, going after God's heart. And so Peter lets us know we have to repent so that we're able to receive remission of our sins. So I, I've, I've shared with you how you and I are able to, you know, go into recovery mode, those things that we have lost or neglected or been so loose with. I mean, thinking about how there are only four months left in this year. And there may be some things that you like to recover, such as your your peace and your and your joy and your strength, your even a, um your your mental health, being able to care for yourself. And so, my last scripture that I want to leave with you before we do our call to salvation is First John one and nine, and it says, "If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just, and for and will forgive us." our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness so that lets us know that god he he desires our confessions he he desires that we repent he desires that we return to him every time and like i said god is not looking for that perfect man that perfect woman He's not looking for the ones who already got it together, but he's looking for those who are imperfect. There is no such thing as perfect people, but we have a perfect God. And the perfect God, he is waiting on you. He He wants you. He is after you because he knows that you're imperfect, and that's who he is willing to work with. You know, sometimes those are some of the best people to work with. Not the ones who think they got it all together. Not the ones who nobody can tell them anything. But no, God wants imperfect people because he wants to restore them. Tonight, God wants to restore you. He wants to restore you. And if you know and believe in your heart that you need to be restored, remember he restores in abundance. So if you know and believe in your heart that you need to be restored, that you're imperfect, that you don't have it all together, it is okay. All you have to do is repent. Because remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. So he doesn't want you to perish, but he wants to give you everlasting life. So we're talking about living a life of abundance in this world and having eternal life in the world to come. So if you're ready to be restored, I want you to pray with me tonight. And we're going to do like David did. We're going to do just like he did because we know that's the only way that we can be restored. And so if you're ready for restoration, I dare you to pray with me tonight. I dare you to pray with me tonight. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, just for who you are. We come to you with an open heart. With an impure heart Knowing that we have made mistakes Time after time Knowing that we are imperfect And knowing that It's been our own wrongdoing So Father we acknowledge Our transgressions We acknowledge our sins God we acknowledge the evil That we have done Towards others And even towards ourselves We acknowledge the sin That we have done before you But God we ask that you blot out our transgression. God, we ask that you us and that you cleanse us, that you wash us so that we can come out white as snow or whiter than snow. God, we ask that you create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Lord, we don't want to be cast away from your presence. And, Lord, we ask that you continue to keep your Holy Spirit within us. Shower down your anointing and let it dwell in us. God, fill us with your Holy Spirit, because, Lord, we know that it is a comforter. It is what leads us. It's what guides us. Lord, we know that we are imperfect people. We have done wrong, and we ask of your forgiveness. God, we ask that you just forgive us for all of our wrongdoings, everything that we may have said or done that has not been pleasing in your sight. God, we ask that you just forgive us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we open up our hearts and we receive you. We believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. So we open up our hearts and we receive you. We receive your Holy Spirit so that we may be made perfect in you and complete and established and that you are settled in us. God, we thank you and we love you because you first loved us. And, Lord, I ask that you bless those who are listening those who are a part of the Purpose Kingdom Network, those who are sick that I may not know of, God, I ask that you send your healing power in the name of Jesus. Heal only like you can. Deliver only like you can. Bless our families. Bless those who are in authority, who are making decisions that will affect us. God, you told us to pray for those who are in authority, and so tonight we pray for them, knowing that the condition of this world It's getting worse and worse. But, God, we ask that you be a shield of protection around us. Keep all evil from around us. Keep all sicknesses and diseases away from our bodies. God, we know that you can and we know that you will. God, continue to bless the generations to come. God, when it seems like it's a lost generation, God, help us as your people to be the ones that lead them to you. God, give us the strength. And on behalf of all teachers, God, I ask that you strengthen us from day to day. Help us to help your children to instill those positive values. God, we thank you for every gift that you've given us. And we'll just forever give your name all the praise and all the glory because it all belongs to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of all praise. I bless you tonight, God. You're so worthy, God. You're so worthy. God, I give you all praise. I give you all glory. God, you're so worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so worthy. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. At this time, we're going to turn it over to Brother Rob, and he's going to give us our announcements for Purpose Kingdom Network. all right you may be having some technical difficulties with the board but nevertheless god is worthy to be praised god is still worthy to be praised remember that purpose kingdom network airs every night so please tune in tomorrow evening where you can hear some more encouragement we hope that you have enjoyed the the program thus far um it's just wonderful and amazing organization and family to be a part of every night where you're able to have some encouragement. Those of you who tune in tonight, if you gave your life over to Christ, I encourage, um, you know, a, a church home where you're able to be encouraged, where you're able to grow and continue to establish your relationship with God, stay connected to the right people. If you're looking for a church home, you pray to God and ask him to direct you. If you're not able to find one, just remember that you can still tune in every night with purpose. This is what we're here for. It's all about building God's kingdom. And I know things are a little different than what they were before, but God is still worthy to be praised. God is still to be praised. There's from the rising of the sun to going down of the same, his name is to be praised. And so no matter what happens, We still have to praise him, still have to exalt his name. And so whenever you are searching, you know, for someone or searching for a pastor, whatever it may be, remember, just consult God and he will lead you and he will direct you. But in the time being, if you need to find a place or if you're not able to find a place, if you're looking for somewhere online, you can always tune in to Purpose Kingdom Network. Um, We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram and Twitter. You can always listen um, to older the shows and the radio shows. So it's blogtalkradio.com backslash purpose kingdom. But we appreciate those of you who continue to listen, those of you who call in, those who listen online. We're grateful for all of our online listeners. So um, feel free to send us a message. Let us know, you know, if what is said each night blesses you. We'll be grateful and so happy to hear from you. So please be sure to follow us on all social media pages. Again, it's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all our information if at any time you want to email us. If you have any prayer requests, please feel free to send any of those messages. But, again, we appreciate those of you who have tuned in tonight and those of you who have tuned in each night. You can always find some encouragement through God, something positive. It may not always be the same way because
1: Every presenter,
0: every minister is different, but I guarantee you can find something positive out of what is said over the air. Someone is going to give some kind of encouraging word. So again, feel free to tune in tomorrow evening at the same time. And so I hope that something that was said tonight has been a blessing to you, has been encouraging to you, uplifting. I pray to God that that you're able to find restoration. And hopefully you have found some restoration tonight. Whether you've lost some things, maybe you've neglected whatever it has been, your joy, your peace, I pray that God allows you to recover it all and that he allows you in your life to be restored. We serve an amazing God who's not just going to neglect us, who's not just going to leave us out to the dry, but he's going to love us. Um, he's compassionate. He, he shows us grace and he has mercy upon us. And so for everything that he does for us, for every way that he makes, for every time that he provides, <laughs> he deserves so much more praise. He deserves so much more praise. And so every chance that we get, whether you're in your home, in your car, or whether you're in a church service, do not, do not forget to give God praise because he's been so good to us. He's the only one that we can turn to when everyone else walks away. When everyone sees how many mistakes that we've made or want to call out everything that we've done wrong, we don't have to worry about God doing that because he's all about restoration. He wants us to recover the things, even what he has promised to us and the things that we may have let go or neglected or lost. And God, he understands. Sometimes we we make mistakes where we allow people and things to take away our joy and our peace. But remember, he said, the joy that I give, no man taketh away. So it's not that people or things are taking it away, but sometimes our own mistakes our own wrongdoings, the things that we do, the things that we say, the the positions and the predicaments we put ourselves in, the situation. We allow those things to take our joy away and our peace. But it is time, past time, to go into recovery mode. And it's time for you and I to experience restoration. And remember, restoration, it only comes from God. He is the only one that can restore us. Yes, we can try. We can try to fix things ourselves. But God can fix us better than you can, better than I can. So we can only rely on God to perform our restoration or to take us through the restoration process. We can only count on him to do it. Yes, it's okay to have those positive friends and those positive mentors in our life but they can't fix it. They can only do but so much. They can only motivate us so much. But at the end of the day, only God can do the restoring. And even our family and our friends, when we see the predicament that they're in, we cannot provide the restoration for them. Only God can. So don't be discouraged. I know sometimes you you get a little weary and you get tired of trying to help someone that you love, trying to get them to change, but... We can't change people. We cannot change people. Only God can. He's the only one that can provide the restoration and the transformation. We can't do it. We can only go but so far. God is only going to allow us to do so much and go so far. But at the end of the day, he has the last say so. He's the only one who can do it. And so tonight... I say to you, keep a repentance heart. Keep a repentance heart so that you're always able to experience true restoration and the restoration of God. So I pray that you will enjoy the rest of your night, that you will have a wonderful week, and remember that God loves you. He loves you so much and there is nothing that you can do about it. I love you, too, and I appreciate you tuning in. Again, my name is Arsenius Colvin, and I'm with One Touch Transformation. Be sure to tune in tomorrow evening so you can be encouraged and uplifted again through God's word. Have a good night. Jesus led. He raised me. I I do 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 not lose. He saved me, I I will will not lose. lose. Set me free, I I will not lose. lose. Never wanna see you down, I will not lose.